What's up, everybody? It's Ryan with the Horror Chronicles podcast with you again with my co-host, JT. What's up, everybody? Breezy. Hey. And we got another special guest in the house. Bradley Wells is here. That dude right there. The other new member of the Horror Chronicles podcast. And tonight, guys, we have a special edition for you. We are going to be doing an interview with a author of some pretty cool books that um, we're going to dig kind of into we're thinking about trying to get him on here for a couple other episodes we'll see what happens but uh, <laughs> but anyways we are with da roberts how are you doing sir i'm doing well thank you guys for having me on tonight yeah thank you thanks for uh, reaching out to us yeah we've been really uh we've been really trying to get some got some people on here you know authors producers directors anybody actually but it was really cool once we seen um your selection of books. I was like, oh man, this yeah. is going to oh, be yeah, for sure. an awesome for episode. Sure. So uh, what uh, we'll start off with, uh, what um, what got you into uh, kind of writing writing these uh, type of books? Well, I've, uh, I've been into horror since I was a kid. I grew up, uh, I was born in, in the early 70s, uh, in 1970 actually. Uh, nice. I grew up on shows like, um, like um, uh, what's uh, uh, drawing a blank, Darren McGavin, the Kolchak the Night Stalker. Oh, hell yeah. Awesome. I, I, I grew up watching, you know, the old Tales of Terror, the yeah. Friday night Friday night horror films. My mother was big into horror. Uh, I think one of the earliest movies I remember watching with my mom was the Amityville Horror, and it scared oh, me. I love that movie. Hey, incidentally, that house is up for sale. I need to buy that and turn it into a bed yeah, and yeah, breakfast. Yeah, if you've got a <laughs> million bucks, you can pick it up. Yeah, but it'd make a hell of a bed and breakfast. It would. It would. They, they did it with the Lizzie Borden, Lizzie Borden house. Why not without it? <laughs> Make it back. Oh, I'm yeah. just not sleeping in the basement. Not doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've I've been a been a lifelong horror fan. I I grew up watching everything scary I could I could find. Uh, I was an avid reader, and I knew from an early age that I wanted to write. And I, I've I've been writing since I was young, uh, but it wasn't until 2012 that I had any major publications succeed. Nice, awesome. nice. Nice. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, so I, I just wanted to get into a little bit of your background. Uh, I'm going to bring this up early. So I, I read through your bio, and I know you're into law enforcement. Yeah, I've been in law enforcement in one aspect or another for about the better part of the last 20 years. I've been a corrections officer, deputy sheriff, patrol officer. I've worked private security. Most recently, I, I was the head of an overnight security detail for a, for a large hospital in the area. So I've kind of been or done that on a lot of stuff. I'm still a commissioned deputy. Nice, nice, nice. Are you working for somebody at this point, or at the moment? No, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of off duty. Well, I'm still a reserve patrolman with the Walnut Grove Police Department, uh, but okay. I'm off right now, pending a kind of a results of a back surgery. I hurt my back oh, a gotcha. few months back, and I've been not really doing much but riding. Oh, uh, getting around's a little tough. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and and where are you from? I'm from Springfield, Missouri. Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, you're not. You're not too far from us. Yeah. Where y'all at? We're in Rolla. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not far from me. I grew up yeah, in Lebanon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right on, okay, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when I was in the Army, I was stationed at Fort Leonard Woods. So I know. Right oh, nice. Yeah, you know exactly where we're at. My old stomping grounds. Yeah. <laughs> sweet, sweet. So I got to ask you, you've been in law enforcement and stuff. Uh, have you ever seen anything uh, paranormal-wise or supernatural-wise? I had something scream at me one night 
never knew what it was, never saw it, but uh, it, it was loud and it didn't sound like any animal I'd ever heard. Hmm. And then one night uh, in Walnut Grove, I was patrolling and uh, I was working overnights and uh, it was late. And I decided just to pull over and b- knock out a couple of reports on the computer. And I realized that I'd stopped right next to a little graveyard that had been there since the early 1800s. Wow. And uh, I looked out and there was fog rising in the park, uh, the, uh, the uh, graveyard. And I went, oh, look at the time. I gotta go <laughs> <laughs> look at the time. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's perfect. Yeah. Yes. Sounds, oh, like yeah. A, sounds like you're writing another book right now. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a lot of creepy stuff in Missouri. People don't realize. I mean, you guys you're had right. an Ozarks, Ozarks Howler sighting right there outside Rolla. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Momo yeah. oh, the Monster you're, up in Louisiana, Missouri. There's a lot of creepy uh-huh. stuff in the Ozarks. There really is. And a lot of people don't talk about it either. Um, you find little snippets of it on the internet. Well, the beautiful uh, I, thing is, is about Missouri is you've got so many people that still have that, that close knit community feeling. If you don't know a lot of the people that are the hill folks and hillbillies, my family's all hillbillies from Lebanon. Yeah. Nice. They don't tell you those stories. If you don't, you know, if you don't know them, they won't tell you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We got For our sure. very own hillbilly right over here. Mr. Bradley <laughs> well. I'm right there with you, brother. hundred <laughs> percent Ozark hillbilly. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm a study slicker. I grew up in St. Louis. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. We'll try not to hold that against you. <laughs> but hey, I've been here for about 15 years and I'm getting used to the culture. Uh, okay, so you're so, an absorbed hillbilly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, actually, I, I'm going to ask you, I've already, already kind of did ask you or put it on to you whenever we, in the intro, kind of want to get you on maybe a couple other episodes and hey, I'm since game. You're, since you're into the paranormal and supernatural stuff like that, um, we literally love having people on here talking about that and whatnot. So for sure, as my buddy Carrie would say, I'm down like four flat tires. Nice. There you go. Sweet. Yeah. Cause you know, we may not get into everything tonight, so we might as well try to set something up and it may not be next weekend, but we'll get, we're going to, right. Oh yeah. You know, October's the month. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. 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 Um, so we just want to hear a little bit of background about you. Um, you already talked about how you got into writing and stuff, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I really, I'm going to be honest with you, looking through your stuff, what I really got into was the apex predator stuff, mm-hmm. uh, all about werewolves and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And detective gray Eagle, um, really impressed me. How did you get your inspiration for that kind of stuff? Well, I've, I've got an uncle who was, who he was, I, he was an uncle by marriage. Uh, he was full blood Cherokee and he used to tell me a lot of stories and really I learned a lot about native American lore from him. Okay. He passed away this just last year. Um, and he, he's actually the inspir- inspiration for Jay Matoska in, in the, in the apex predator series. Okay. It's based on my uncle. He was just a hell of a man. I learned a lot from him and not all of it was, you know, about, about horror. A lot of it was just about being a man. Right. Uh, just, just a hell That's of a awesome. guy, like a, like a second dad. Uh, I took it pretty hard when he passed away, but you know, I won't go into that. That's another story yeah, entirely. Yeah. Um, but he's he's the one that really inspired a, a a deep abiding respect for Native American lore. There's so much there. Um, like uh, for, for example, just an easy reference is Bigfoot. Every tribe in North America has a name for Bigfoot, and we're talking tribes that had no contact with each other, like East and West Coast tribes. They're describing right. the same creature, even though they're using different names. So there's really more fact behind Native American lore than people give it credit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've actually uh, touched on some of that in some of our episodes mm-hmm. about the Wendigo and different aspects of, mm-hmm. you know, Native American lore, you know. Yeah, so, I, um, yeah. I, I, I love the, the whole 
werewolf lore, everything into it. You know, I was, um, now not everything he does is werewolf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but we're talking just, about this right I, now. I got into the series. Uh, I actually, honestly, I read through the first three chapters of the Wolf Moon book mm-hmm. and am absolutely fascinated by it. I want, I want to get the rest, get the book so I can read the rest of it. Well, I, uh, I, when I set out to do the Apex Predator series, I, I wanted to do a werewolf story. And if you've read any of my books uh, at all, you'll know I, I don't really do typical stories. I like to right. blend lore. And I like to bend, mm-hmm. blend legends in with these stories. Um, and I wanted to do something that was not just your typical guy rips his shirt off, turns into a werewolf, goes around eating people's story. Right, I right. wanted something that had, had more had more grounding in, in history to it. He wasn't uh, so, looking for some Taylor Lautner stuff. No, don't, <laughs> don't, don't mention that on here again. <laughs> I've, I've never done a vampire story, although a friend of mine's kind of urging me to do, but I can promise you one thing. If I do a vampire story, they will not sparkle. These are yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. perfect. Thank These you. These are going wow. to be monsters. That's what they're yes. yes. Make Apollo, it more along the line of blade instead of twilight. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. More likely to tear their head off than, than throw glitter in the air and go. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I wanted to do a native, a native American twist on the werewolf story. So I started doing more, more, uh, research and I looked at skinwalkers and then I found, uh, well, actually I'd already known about the dog man, but I started seeing more native American lore on the dog man. And I thought, well, what if I kind of blended some of these together? And as the series evolved, I started bringing in more and more of the werewolf legend. It's kind of blending into one different aspects of the same thing. Oops, hit my mic. Um, and uh, then I started uh, also Native American le- uh, legends is the legends of the dog soldiers. Uh, these dog yeah. soldiers were almost unstoppable, the Hota Metaneo. And uh, they, they were just amazing. And I started thinking, well, what if they, their magic just didn't, you know, didn't end at them being great fighters? What if under extreme duress they could change? And that's right. where that came in. And that's where Apex Predator grew. Right, awesome. right. You know, one of the things that I read through was you were talking about how when you first started, wa- uh, or I'm sorry, when you first started writing this Apex Predator series, you had a different idea of how it was going to go. And as it evolved, it changed. It com- the, the way the books ended up completely changed. I found that I uh, write very character-driven stories, and uh, sometimes what the characters end up doing astounds even me. I mean, uh, right. sometimes, uh, and, uh, the, for example, there's one character named Margolin in my, in my uh, uh, Codename Wild Hunt series. Half the time, I'm even astounded about the crap that comes out of that guy's mouth. I don't know what nice. he's going to say next. It's, <laughs> the, the characters just, I, I, I have so, the characters so developed in my head, they have their own distinct personalities, and sometimes they shape the story. Uh, you know, they, the, when I'm thinking of what the character would do, how they would react, they take me in different directions and I didn't really anticipate. And I found that the, the stories really kind of evolve themselves and it's a, it's a really organic process. It's a lot of fun as I've, you know, a lot of instances I've even went, Whoa, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's a fun that, process. That's awesome. That reminds me of the shining all work and no play makes Jack a doll boy. <laughs> well, you know, and that's, and like you kind of said, that's what, that's what makes it, um, makes the stories more interesting and draws people in more. Cause if the writer like you, and you, if you're drawn into it as much as you don't even know what you're writing, it kind of just flows out of you. Right. We're going to be drawn. Yeah. The audience yeah. is going to be more drawn. For well, sure. My writing process has always been, 
half dream anyway because I will relax and I will, I will I will I will envision the story in my head and I will plot scenes out in advance and then I just sit down and write out write down what I blocked out in my head uh, and then when you start adding in dialogue and characters it just gets crazy I mean it's yeah you know, it's probably it's probably a psychologist term paper there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But like I said, and that's what makes them that's what makes them interesting. And that's what draws in the people and that's what, you know, makes people come back for more. Exactly. You know? So, um so with the you have different genres so to speak, not genres, but different types of horrors that you write. Um I'm interested. I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm interested in the uh Ragnarok Series oh, the Ragnarok Rising Saga. That was actually my first series. It's a 10-book series. Uh, I wanted to do a zombie story. Uh, it actually started out one night. Yes. Uh, me and several buddies of mine, uh, officers, were sitting around having, co- having coffee. And um, one of my friends, he goes, how would we react if zombies hit Springfield? And we're like, eh, whatever. He goes, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what would we do? How would we react as a department if zombies hit Springfield? So we started looking at our own emergency management plans for like riots and floods and crap like that. Oh, and yeah. Decided what we would do, how we would, how we would modify the emergency management plans. And we decided we'd probably get overwhelmed pretty quick because we're, we're a real big, big department. But after that conversation with us four idiots sitting around having coffee, when I was driving home at the end of my shift, it was an overnight shift. I was driving home around seven the next morning. And I was looking at buildings going, could we defend that? And it just got me to think. And I went home and couldn't sleep. And I sat down and I started writing, uh, writing out notes. And that's what became the Ragnarok rising saga. But um, as I wanted to do a zombie story again, my kind of my, my thing, I wanted to do something different. Every version of the zombie apocalypse is out there. You've got the walking dead type zombies where it's a virus and nobody knows what it is. You've right. got radiation from space from that, uh, from those from eighties movie. Um, uh, I can't remember what it was called. It was night of the comet. That was it. Yeah. Good. That was a good movie. Really cheesy. Uh, uh, Return uh, of the living dead where yeah. they, they released the military. Yeah, uh, exactly. Wow. Government experiment you know? gone bad. Right. I wanted to do something that was uniquely my own. So I wanted to blend elements of some sort of mythology. And I've always been fascinated by Norse mythology. So when I started digging deeper into Norse mythology, I found that the Norse take the take uh, the undead very seriously. They've got about 20 different types of undead in their in their cosmology. They believe that there are different types of, of, of undead that will come back. And one's called the Draugr, and they're very much like zombies, like the George Romero type zombies. Um, and when, when I started looking at that and reading about Ragnarok, it's in Ragnarok, it said Loki would lead an army of dead against the world of men from hell, which H-E-L, one L in Norse mythology. Right. But I thought Loki, Loki leading an army of the dead, that's, that's, a, that's a zombie attack right there. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. for sure. Also reading that, that Ragnarok was a cycle that changed each time, I thought, well, if it's happened before and it's about to happen again, what if it happens differently this time? What if the zombies come first? And that's right. Ragnarok Rising. Oh, nice, sweet. Nice. See, now I've got a and question real quick. There's 10 books on that series? Yes, there's a 10 book series. Oh, okay. Are any, is that by chance audio? Do you have anything? Uh, on I've got the first one of the series out. Uh, then we had some issues with the narrator, and I'm working with another narrator right now. We're going to try to get all of them back out on audio. Um, That's they, it. Uh, Ryan's going to be your narrator. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> after he learns to read. Yes. <laughs> Rag- yeah. The Ragnarok books take place all here in the Ozarks. Oh, uh, man. Most, see, yeah. Most of well, my and that's do. what was cool about the other series that I was reading, uh, you know, when I was reading through Wolf Moon. I noticed you had a lot of reference to 
Springfield and Lebanon and stuff yeah, well, like I, that. I, I grew up here in the Ozarks. I deer hunted these woods. I grew up, grew up fishing the rivers around here. And I, and I've, I, you know, having lived on a farm and, and hunted and fished this whole area all over Southwest Missouri, I have a deep love of the Ozarks. And I wanted to do something that kind of showed that, that kind of brought these places that I've been as, and showcased them and kind of share the Ozarks with the world because it, you know, it's just, and not everybody thinks of the Ozarks. Most no. of the big cities think right. of us as a flyover state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, much like Stephen King did in Maine, yeah, yeah. he showcases yeah. Maine. I wanted to do that in the Ozarks. That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, so sure. the, the entire the entirety of the Ragnarok series takes place. Well, it starts in Springfield, winds up near Lebanon, goes up near Lake of the Ozarks, goes up through St. Louis, back down through Rolla, ends up at Fort Leonard Wood, then back to back. Oh, see, man, now you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to make sure you get that out on audio because, like, I drive for like all day long in my job. So I can listen to that all day. Like, I really yeah. want to get into this, man, because... Well, the that's, first one is available right now on audio. That's uh, right up my Hopefully to follow. I love zombie films. I'm a big zombie head. Um, so that's right up my alley. And being as local and yeah. everything, I thought about the same thing. When you're talking about zombies, what they happen here, I've been How thinking that since I was kid. So well, uh, I... Uh, I, I introduced more than just one type of zombie. You don't just get the George Romero slow zombies. There's fast ones. There's, there's specialized ones. Uh, and uh, they were just, to me, they were natural progressions. Um, awesome. I introduced in a, in later, in the in, I believe it's in the fourth book, uh, a type, a type of a zombie I called the stalker. And uh, when a friend of mine who was a cop read that for the first time, he called me at two o'clock in the morning, cussing me out because he got freaked out so bad. He got his gun out and cleared his house. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm like, all right, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. That's oh, the reaction yeah. we wanted. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm super excited about that that uh that's gonna be awesome yeah yeah definitely i want to read through that series i'm so Uh, glad that you got a hold of us because you know i don't read much (laughs) because i am from missouri hills so uh, but uh but no i love that stuff and that just sounds just awesome yeah up our alley for sure by the way how did you find out about us i uh just did a search on on uh amazon I'm not on Amazon. I'm sorry. On on Facebook for horror podcasts and came across your name. Thought I'd send you a message. Nice. Awesome. nice. We're glad you did. Glad you did. Yeah, because I'm super stoked about this. I cannot wait yeah. to start getting into this. Have you actually it's awesome listened. that you guys are here in Missouri, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you actually like listened to our show, though? I've listened to a couple of them. Okay, get, okay. I, I so, you know, you know we're, a little, uh, we're a little out there. We're a little foul-mouthed. Sometimes. Well, you know. I, I was wondering with which one of us was going to break the F barrier. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am very surprised I have not used that word yet. <laughs> not yet. I've, I've actually That's bit my lip a couple of times. Yeah, no, you don't have to on this show. You can let her fly. What I It depends on whether or not I switch from the coffee to the S scotch i've got over there well you know <laughs> i mean i'm drinking some jack daniels so you know well i've got a 12 year old dalmore in my decanter over there so I'm <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah nice. i figure with this episode we would kind of introduce you you know and that way people get to know you and then later on you come on and we can just get as vulgar as you want <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> really honestly we were thinking since you were a local missouri boy that uh you know maybe you get on the show and and Talk to us about ghost stories and stuff like Heck that, yeah. you know, at some other point, you know. Heck yeah. I'd really, this uh, this episode is all about you. We yes. want to talk about you and find out, you know, everything about your book series and, and all that. But we'd love to have you on the show again. The show again. Heck yeah. I'm down. Anytime. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, because um, this um, whole Ragnarok series looks really cool. I love yeah. the mythology. Yeah. 
um, Norris, all that. I like, I like history anyway. And then, you know, I've, I've been into horror since I was a little kid too. I mean, way back in the day. And then, um, it's funny zombies, you know, I, I love to this day, um, night living dead. Um, Oh yeah. That's a classic. Oh yeah, for sure. And the, the first remake is my favorite. But, yeah my favorite and i even i mean it's kind of uh, corny see, now but I, and it's weird because i'm really partial to the 68 version the romero you know the original uh but i'll agree with you man the uh the 1990 remake was really good really good i like the remakes and i like the originals um the uh the the remake where they first introduced the fast zombies yeah. You can ask my wife. That freaked me out. I was sitting on the couch watching with her, and I was used to all the old George Romero ones. Yeah. Really oh, yeah, the shambling. Yeah. And I, I was sitting on the couch next to her, and uh, and they, the, the the fast ones showed up. I'm like, hey, yeah. they're not supposed to be fast. They're not supposed to be fast. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, yeah. It's not okay. Yeah, it's like 20, 28 Days Later style. Yeah. 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 You know, that, that – Well, that and they too. did that in uh, Dawn of the Dead, too. Yeah. yeah. Is Dawn of the Dead where the – Fast ones first. I think Dawn of the Dead is where the fra- fast ones first showed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the remake. Yeah, Dawn. Yeah, the- with Ving Rhames. Yes, great movie, by the way. It is a yeah, great, great movie. movie. Yeah. Good soundtrack too. Uh, yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, when I heard them play uh, play uh, Down with the Sickness as a lounge song, I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. That is actually up, from a guy down with the sickness. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you know or not, but there is a band called Richard cheese. I haven't heard of. Okay. So they make lounge songs out of all these heavy metal songs. Yeah. And Devin, they are kick ass. Devin actually yeah. showed me. She's got it all yeah. on her playlist. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I was Come on, on and let's YouTube get one. down with the sickness. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Cracked me up. <laughs> Yeah, so you oh, know, yeah. and maybe eventually, once all this other COVID crap and all this stuff is done, maybe we might be able to get you around down here to studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're ever traveling through, man, but uh, okay. get a hold of us. Well, yeah, getting back into the to the books here, we kind of jumped around from the. Did you want to talk a little bit more about your um, the Wolf Moon and stuff like that? Your pre- Apex Predator series. Absolutely, uh, the Apex Predator series uh, is centered around a group of Native American Hotometaneo, their their dog soldiers that go around hunting these creatures that are killing people. And thus far, all of them have been somewhere here in the Ozarks. Uh, two in Missouri, one in Northern Arkansas. That's the the first three. The fourth book, I'm still plotting the fourth book, and it's it, it may take us out of the Ozarks. I haven't decided. I haven't I haven't fit, picked a uh, a location yet. Uh, but I continued the theme uh, even into my my next series, the new series that I started, uh, Codename Wild Hunt. And it's about a military group, a military team that's put together to hunt cryptids, hunt monsters that are oh, hunting sweet. people. Nice. Um, and this, the second book of that series, the first one's out. It's called Codename Wild Hunt, Odin's Call. Uh, the t- all the hunting teams are named after hunting gods. Odin, and another Norse Another mythology. Norse reference. Yeah. Uh, the, all the, and, and all the Midwest teams are named after Norse hunting deities. Yeah. Uh, team Odin is the primary team because he was the master of the wild hunt. Right. Um, team Odin that centers around the, the, that team as they hunt cryptids. Uh, but the first book of that series was still technically in the Ozarks. It was in the Wachita Mountains of Oklahoma. Uh, the second one, I just went to the editors this week. Uh, so we'll see how bad, I, how much red line I get back. Um, <laughs> But it, it uh, went to the editors this week, and I'm hoping we'll get good things back. Um, nice. And it actually takes place on the Upper Peninsula of Minnesota. Um, so it took me out of the Ozarks a little ways, but right, it's still right. deep out in the woods. Yeah. Um, 
and I've already started the sequel to Lakeview Man. It's called Lakeview Lakeview Man uh, First Duty, and it's it's centered around one of the main characters from the first Lakeview Man book, um, and it's going to be back down at the Kimberling City Lake uh, Taney Como uh, Lake. Uh, Table Rock Lake area. Okay. And it's, I'm already about 15,000 words into that. So I tend to write fairly quickly because once I have it mapped out in my head, I just sit down and, and let it go. I was going to ask right. you, I was going right. to ask you about how long it takes for you to write a book. Uh, well, I've, I've been laid up with a back injury um, since February. And wow. in that time I've completed six manuscripts because it's all. Holy wow. cow. That is dedication, dedication. Around seventy thousand words. It keeps my mind fresh. I mean, yeah, yeah. If I was, yeah. Just, if I was just sitting around thinking, God dang it, when's the surgeon going to decide what the hell he's going to yeah. do? Well, and what I'd else are you going to do? And not get anything yeah. done. If I can, but if I can write, if I got my laptop handy, or I can sit here at this computer. This one's in my room, um, and uh, if I can just sit down at that, I can. Go to whatever town. you know. Yeah. Let it let let, uh, let it be cathartic. Let it let me get my frustrations out. How much right. scotch do you go through when you're writing these books? Uh, I, I tend to save the scotch for when I complete the manuscript, kind of celebrate. Uh, because if, nice. I, if I'm drinking the scotch while I'm writing, God knows what's going to come out. Yeah. What's gonna come out. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. get a lot of red back from the editor, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume that's how you get glitter in your vampires. Yeah. <laughs> I would think it would be a harsher chemical than that. Probably something mixed up underneath somebody's sink. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go way out on a limb here because – I know, I know because of your series, you're big into Norse mythology and stuff. And, you know, it's our favorite yeah, I'm time of the year. I'm actually wearing a hammer right now. Nice. <laughs> nice. So it is our favorite time of the year. So you probably know a lot about the Festival of the Yule and Saturnalia and all of that stuff. Uh, I, I just think that's awesome, man. I, yeah, the, you know. the Norse is a very fascinating subject. I mean, when you, when you start reading. And we, we've taken so much from it in our society. We I have. Mean, the, the Christmas yeah. tree was a Yule tree. Mm-hmm. Um, Easter was Ostara. I mean, there's just so much that, that we, in our modern society, we've taken from the Norse we may not even realize. Right. Um, in fact, one of the earliest accounts of a Bigfoot encounter uh, was believed to be a Norse encounter in Vinland, in, in Canada, the, sand, the settlement they had up there. Uh, Leif Erikson's account of that talks okay. about what they described as scralings. Uh, and when they described the scralings, uh, they described them as, as large, hairy men that attacked their encampment. Native Americans were neither hairy nor near as big cool. as the Norse. The Norse were well over well over six feet tall. Your average Native American height was about five five back then. Plus, they don't grow facial right. hair. Yeah. So for the Norse to describe them as huge and hairy. Yeah. Well, have you heard of Have you heard of Gigantopithecus? Oh yeah, Gigant- so, Gigantopithecus was one of the prevailing theories. Uh, I also think it could very well be a relic populate, a population of uh, of Neanderthal. But Gigantopithecus yeah. definitely fits the mold. I think it leans more toward toward the skunk ape theory. Yeah, it's more ape like yeah. uh, because the Gigantopithecus would have looked more like a giant giant orangutan. Mm-hmm. However, the ones you see like in the Pacific Northwest look more like men. Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't move like an orangutan. They don't yeah. move like apes. They move upright. Yeah. Uh, that, but that could have simply been from a higher protein diet. I mean, uh, you know, the evolution of humankind was dev- was was directly affected by the amount of protein we took in. Oh yeah. And yeah. When people started eating more meat, meat brain capacity increased. Yeah. Higher physical stature got bigger. Was it like over twenty twenty thousand years? It went from it like tripled in size. Is that what they mm-hmm. said, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my god. The increase I love of those protein guys. in a diet. <laughs> the increase of protein in a diet is a, is a direct correlation to how, how 
humans have evolved. Uh, and if you took a primate, even a smaller primate, and started feeding it a high protein diet over the course of generations, it's going to get bigger and it's going to get smarter. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And sir, I love you. You are, <laughs> you are, you are right up our alley. I mean, you know, just the I, right kind uh, of crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it, it's funny as we've evolved the show, I tend to look at things in a more scientific way, uh, you know, versus what Ryan and breezy and Brad look at it. Um, so what you're talking about is right up my alley. Well, a lot of people, especially like throwing right back to Bigfoot, a lot of people will, will associate, and even the Native Americans do to a certain extent, uh, of, of a mystical quality to Bigfoot. Uh, about They think it may be an extra dimensional creature or it's mm-hmm. got specific powers. Uh, and in modern Bigfoot research, they refer to, to, to that as the woo for some reason. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I lean toward what I can get as hard physical evidence because that's the cop in me. But I will never out and out dismiss the other possibilities. Just because we can't prove it hasn't happened, just because we've never seen it happen before, doesn't mean it, it can't. There you go. Right, right. Until I see it, though, I'm going to rely on what I can see as hard evidence. But so, I will never, ever be the guy that says, no, that's bullshit. That's not Yeah, 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 yeah Sorry, yeah. broke the barrier. No, no, no. You're, oh, you're, you're good, man. You're good, man. I'm glad Absolutely you're... Absolutely good. I'm glad you're the one that broke the barrier. Now I'm free yeah, that, was, that was on me. <laughs> well, fuck. But, uh, so, so I'm going to bring this up. We've talked about this several times. Well, all the time. Ryan and I talk about this all the time, about Bigfoot possibly being an interdimensional being. That, uh, that's, that's been, been bandied about by a lot of different people. Um, I just watched a thing on the, on the Yeti last night, uh, and some of the Russian scientists they interviewed, that's what they believe that it's an extra, extra dimensional, but scientists believe that. Right. And so I, I will never say no. I won't right, say that right. that's impossible. You know, um, yeah, there's even some theories that aliens brought them here and that, that, that yeah, they get picked yeah, up by alien yeah. ships. And uh, those are, you know, this is all fringe science. Uh, right. This is, right. You know, the, the, oh, yeah. every bit of it. And is we live on science. the fringe every day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm a little bit out there on the lunatic fringe sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I love it. I love it. So. Any anything to do with cryptids is is fringe science. So it, it, there's nothing more mainstream than any other idea. They're all just theories until somebody proves it. So that's why I will never be dismissive of somebody saying it's extra dimensional or it's got telepathy. I will never right. dismiss that until it's proven otherwise. See, right. Yeah. Well, and we're not saying that that's what we just had that oh, conversation yeah. several times. Oh know? yeah, it, it's. I personally just lean toward the fact that it's an, it's a very intelligent and if it is a primate, so we'll say a very intelligent primate it, and it has right. evolved over the generations knowing that we're bad. We mean, yeah. death. Yeah. So we why are. wouldn't it be we very, are. very, very good at hiding from us? Right. Well, and then, you know, the thing is, is it, if it's not an, interdimensional being or whatever, they have to at least have the capacity to know to bury their dead, Mm -hmm. you know, because we haven't found any kind of skeletal remains or I can can tell you guys from experience, I've hunted these woods for years. I've never come across a dead bear. I've never come across, I rarely come across, you know, that's an interesting concept. I rarely come across bones from, from anything. Uh, because really? once, it's, once it's once something dies in the woods, the scavengers come out of the woodwork, and in a couple yeah. of days, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hey, especially okay. around here, we got hogs. So I mean, yeah. hogs, hogs, and, and coyotes. <laughs> and methods. Yeah. Look at that pig over there. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
you know, actually, that's going to be. I want to kind of save those conversations for a later time. That way, sure, we can absolutely. talk. We can that way yeah, we can talk yeah. to you about your. Yeah, we need to get you on the show and just have um, a whole discussion about the. But uh, yeah, what I'm down. What is your personal? What's your personal favorite series you've done so far? Well, you know, I'd I'd like to say all of them. Um, yeah, yeah, you should say were, all of them. They were my favorite at the time. Uh, the Ragnarok books, uh, they, I just, I, I had put so much of myself into them, uh, back shortly after the first two books of the series were, produ- were produced, I, uh, I was assaulted, uh, during a call, uh, guy almost stomped my skull in, uh, and oh you can God. see, you can see a shift in my writing there. Uh, I, I, I went through a pretty dark period and it showed through, showed through in the writing for about yeah. four books. Um, but that was a release for me. And, and, uh, and I've had a couple of close calls over the years. My wife has got the phone call a few times like, Hey, Doug's in the ER. You might want to get up here. Um, that's happened a few times and now she, you know, if I'm on duty and she dreads to hear the phone ring, even if, especially if it's my phone. Yeah. Um, but having said that each series at the time was my favorite. I put a lot into the Ragnarok series at the time I was writing it because there was a lot of myself I needed to put out to, to just get my head right again. Yeah. Um, but once that series was done, I moved on to the apex predator series and started that series and, and fell in love with a whole soon, whole new set of characters. Uh, and then as I, I started Lakeview man, I intended Lakeview man to be a one-off book. Lakeview it, man was going to set the characters up to lead into Codename mm-hmm. wild hunt. It, it's funny. Cause I was just looking at the cover of that book and it's in part of your standalone stuff. Mm-hmm. It was intended to be a standalone. Uh, okay. but I got, I got so much, um, I got so many requests from people through my website and through social media that the main character in Lakeview Man is a guy named Daniel Clark, a uh, former soldier, became cop, ends up fighting these creatures. And at the end of the book, he gets recruited into this team. He gets recruited for the codename, codename Wild Hunt team. Oh, he cool. gets Sweet. recruited into Team Odin and he goes to that book. Well, people were like, hey, what about these other characters? What about specifically the character of, uh, of Amanda, Amanda Sanchez, who ends up marrying Clark. Amanda Sanchez, now Amanda Clark. I said, what about her? Uh, so I started looking at it and I went back and this new book, um, it's called, uh, called Lakeview Man uh, First Duty. Uh, Amanda becomes sheriff of that county. And okay. it's about her dealing with another threat on her own. And cool. I introduced a couple other characters because some of the other main characters didn't make it through Lakeview Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Lakeview Man, it evolved into a standalone series and it was it wasn't, wasn't something that I'd planned. I'd, I'd you know, planned on leaving it at that and moving on with the character of Daniel Clark and Wild Hunt. Uh, and Wild Hunt's kind of taking on a life of its own. I just finished the second one. Um, okay. It's at the editors. It's called Codename Wild Hunt Legend of the Wendigo. Mm. And that's the one that takes nice. place up in up in the, the upper peninsula of, of, of Minnesota. And it, it's a, like I said, it's at the editors now. Uh, my cover artist is already working on the cover. So I'm hoping to have release information coming very soon. Um, but I, I've already got plans for the, the next books in those series as well. So I've got Apex 4 to do. I've got Codename Wild Hunt. To, uh, three to do i've got lakeview lakeview two is already in the process about fifteen thousand words in and wow i've got three series running at the same time and never planned that holy but cow how do you keep that straight in your head I, they're just they're, what i do Brain, is man. i uh i have a notebook that i set down and when i create characters for these books i create a mini bio for them i could tell you where they were born what their birth date is what their favorite food is where they went to high school if they played football i just create these mini bios and when i need to know a detail about these characters it's so easy to know who they are while they think because i know you know oh this guy played football for 2a school here yeah 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 or if they get their letterman's jacket shredded yeah, while they're exactly. being disemboweled uh, yeah 
Yeah, uh, dude, I gotta tell you, I I read through the first three chapters of the the Wolf Moon book, mm-hmm. and I am addicted. I need to get the rest of that series. Awesome. Um, it, it, the way you write, you're so descriptive and so easy to read. I, and I don't mean that as a disrespect or anything. It's just it's very easy to get engrossed into the story. You know, see, that's that's the best compliment a writer can hope for. You want yeah. the reader to feel like they're part of the story, right? And uh, that that's 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 all I've ever really wanted to accomplish. It's that's the way I grew up reading books. I would feel like I was watching a movie in my head. I'd be so engrossed in that, and that's what I want all my writers to experience. I want them to become attached to these characters. Yeah, and and that's the thing with me is I don't read a lot of books, but sometimes I'll read books from certain authors. And it's like, okay, I'll read a little bit and then I got to put it down for a while, you know, because I just, my, my brain gets fogged or whatever. But as I was reading through your book, I got through those three chapters and I'm like, oh my God, I got to buy this book. (laughs) I got to see how it ends, you know? Well, in the Ragnarok Rising saga, there's a, a bunch of different characters, and some of them were very popular with people, and, and a lot of the characters die because and it's a zombie survival situation. Right, people, right. people die. If they, everybody walked through you know, nine feet tall and bulletproof, it's really you don't get oh, an yeah. emotional investment. So the characters are very mortal. Um, I, had, I did a show in, um, in Kansas City four years ago. It had George R.R. R. Martin at the show. He was a name, and I was a footnote, but I was there at the show with George Martin. <laughs> right, Martin. right. Um, Got it. We got pictures on my Facebook page with me. And nice, nice. Um, but had a guy drove from Oklahoma City to Kansas City when he found out I was going to be there just to argue with me about killing one of those characters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got. Hey, you're not doing it right unless you get one freaking stalker in there. Yeah, it sh- yeah. <laughs> he showed up in Kansas City. Super nice guy. Ended up buying the books and bought a T-shirt and, and was was hey, fun to talk to. But he was really upset when he got there. Yeah, well, that's good though. That means you got him emotionally invested in the book. So, mm-hmm. you know, I won't um, tell you which character. So, hopefully, you'll you'll find that same uh, same enjoyment with that character. Oh yeah, I don't want to know that. You know, I uh, I start looking at him, and I'm just I am I am engrossed already. I haven't even started reading, and we're getting into those Ragnarok books because I just love I love zombie stuff. I mean, I love all horror, and I love like all cryptids and things like that. But um, growing up, zombies start off, you know, with zombies and things like that, and. Um, I was big into that. So, and then you're kind of adding, it's funny. I am not a good writer at all whatsoever. So, um, yeah, we all know, that. but I have ideas in my head <laughs> and, uh, I would like to be able to put them down, but it's kind of crazy when you meet someone who, uh, does it for you. Yeah. You know, so you have the same ideas that I have in my head, but you write can, can write. So it adds that for me. So I got to ask you, have you talked anything about probably movies possibly or anything like that? I would absolutely love to. Uh, if, you know, if I, uh, they're, they're talking, what they're talking about doing is, is putting a, 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 a stimulator in my spine to, to soften the nerves so I could go back to duty. But to be honest, I would be perfectly happy if I just wound up being a full-time writer. Uh, I, I love, I, I, granted, I love, I've loved being an officer. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, it's in my blood. Uh, part of me will always be that, but writing's my passion. That's what yeah. I've always loved to oh, do. Yeah. I wanted to be a writer since I was old enough to know what I wanted to be. Um, and uh, that's where I, where my heart will always lie. So if I could, if I could get into movies and stuff like that, where I'm making the kind of living that I could make comfortable living, I'd be completely content. So yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Cause I just might know some people who might be able to help. 
All I'm saying is, fantastic. is, is that, well, cause you know, I'm a, I, I hate, I you can't just set re- the meeting up and I'll come to Rolla. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I just, I got to, you know, um, I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to follow books and read just because of the way my mind works, but movies, I love watching movies. Absolutely. And this, this book series, especially the Ragnar- yeah. Ragnarok one sounds like a great freaking film. You know, it sounds like something to be great on film. Now, would you want to actually put your books in a series type situation or a movie altogether? I think Ragnarok would lend itself more to a series because yeah. um, I didn't throw the word saga in there by mistake. It's Ragnarok Rising Saga. Uh, much yeah. like, like J.R.R. Tolkien, I didn't want to set out and write a series of 10 books that were just 10 books. If you start at book one and go all the way to book 10, it is one big story from beginning to end. Now, you can read any of the individual books and get the story. They're all, yeah. they're, they're all completely contained stories however when you look at it from the from uh, from page one of chapter one of, of the first book all the way to the last page it is the evolution of those characters to that last minute yeah. everything that's happened up to that point took him to that point right then and there awesome awesome yeah see i just when i see things like this and i i often see it um in some in some books and things i'm like man that would be a great movie oh yeah and i love movies so yeah. now that yeah. i'm kind of in the world that i'm in I can kind of help people, hopefully, and I can try and work something out. We can do a, oh, a Horror Chronicles D.A. Roberts movie collaboration. <laughs> there, there <we> <laughs> but no, I, but seriously, yeah, I just like to, I, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, that's well, just I think, something. I, I, I think there's know. a lot to the Ragnarok series that would, would attract viewers. I've had people describe it, and I, and I saw this on, uh, actually on a review on a website uh, that described the Ragnarok Rising saga as The Walking Dead meets Game of Thrones. Because oh, sweet. Oh, oh, as the series no, evolves yeah. and they're running out of ammo, they're having to rely on more conventional weapons right. So yes. toward, the, toward the end of the book they're using a lot more swords than they are guns sweet yeah Man. see it and that, you know you mentioned it since i'm so i'm gonna talk about it for a minute there like the walking dead i was so deeply ingrained in that show for a while yeah for at least the two you know first two seasons well for me i was <laughs> in, i, was, <laughs> I quit ahead. watching that series when it became days of our walking dead yeah yeah yeah, zombie yeah. Soap agreed yeah, yeah see agreed. um i actually watched it up till about the last I didn't watch the last two seasons. I was up caught up to it to then, but um, the As reason the why zombie turns. the reason why I liked it, you know, so much was in the beginning was because uh, it told the story of what would happen if there was a, a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you would you would have to worry about the initial, you know, whatever it is, zombies, whatever. But then eventually you're going to have to work your way to worrying about who's left because then only yeah. strong survive. So the people who are left are strong and they're dangerous. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, that and I like the way that they, you know, decayed over time and things like that. So uh, but I, I'm I really I just think that this sounds like it. the Ragnarok would be sounds like it really yeah. be a great yeah. Ragnarok books start out with. The, the first first appearance of the zombies they're seeing it on the news they don't know what what it is but it's getting closer so the first three books three actually the first four books deal with the first couple of days with just oh, everything wow. that's happening over the first first few days of, of the of the outbreak sweet um but as the series progresses it switches from 
immediate survival mode to long-term survival mode. Yeah. And right. you'll see the definitive switch where they're, they're starting to look at, you know, not just surviving to, to the end of the day, but surviving to the end of the year. We've got winter coming. How are we going to feed everybody? They're gathering survivors. They're looking for supplies. They're, re- they're already realizing ammunition's getting low. What are we going to do when this is gone? Right. Yeah. They're right. planning. And it's, it's more of a thinker's, thinker's version of the zombie, zombie apocalypse as they're actually plotting out how they're going to survive, not just running from fight scene to fight scene. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a super stoked about that. I can't wait to get into that. I'll tell you what. So you guys get some more familiarity before this is over. Before we're done for the night, make sure I get you one someone's email address, and I'll send you guys uh, promo PDFs of all of them. Sweet, perfect. That way way you guys can read them and be more familiar with them for the next show. Well, we're definitely going to be in contact. We'll send you over the Horror Chronicles email on. uh, You can I'll, send them there. We all have access to that. And. Okay, I'll uh, I'll throw in uh, the Apex Predator books. I'll just put them on promo so you guys can. All I ask is just don't share them. But oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Just promotional PDF copies, so you know that way you guys can read them and and you can uh, show. That'd them. be awesome. You, if you got you know, awesome. like you said, you knew some guys with that are interested in film, you'd have yeah. something to show them as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I love the aspect of your knowledge behind all of this stuff. You're not just writing books to write books. You actually know what the hell you're writing. Well, no. one of the things about, about the series is uh, that I've, uh, that I've introduced is when I, when I talk about the, the guns or the tactics they're using, it's because I've done mm-hmm. this stuff. Right. Uh, these well, are and we- that weapons I'm familiar with. I, I was, I was the point man on the riot team for three and a half years. Wow. I've, I've gone in with, with hats and bats and riot shields. I've, I've done that. And uh, I'm getting a little old for that now, but yeah, you know, yeah it was a lot you know, of fun. I mean, I could tell you some stories. That was really cool. Whenever I was reading through that, uh, through that first Wolf Moon book, um, I I could really, I don't know, I could really feel like, okay, this has got to be somebody that knows what they're talking about because you're talking about things that normal people wouldn't know about. You know, like how detectives deduce clues and different things and how cops actually talk to people. And I think that's what really impressed me about that. Well, you see a lot of a uh, lot of what you don't see on shows like um, uh, like cops or uh, live PD. What you don't see on shows like that is when when it's just cops. We have got some of the rudest senses of humor with each other. <laughs> nice. We're constantly zinging each other, and I yeah, tell you, yeah. I, I, I've never been flipped off more than I, I saw a lot of my that life. Reading through there, yeah, you, you you say something in briefing, and seven people are flipping you off. I mean, right? It's, it's just it's just our humor. Uh, oh my god, I can't wait to get this guy in the studio, dude. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, um, and 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 that's another thing too. You having that experience, and you know, you can tell that if someone's really enjoys what they're doing and they know about what they're talking about, um, same thing like with this podcast, you know, we love what we, we do. love what we're doing and it shows in what we do. And, I, and I, I, I understand that. I see that completely because I've done quite a few interviews over the years and it's, it's rare that I do an interview where I'm this relaxed this early. Usually I'm like, yeah, uh, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> But, no, we're you know, cool as shit, just, dude. You can talk about whatever you being want. Being able to just, you know, kind of feel like I'm hanging out is the best kind of Yeah, thing hell yeah. That's yeah. what we wanted. See, and I, I'm be, to be honest with you, you know, uh, like I uh <laughs> I take myself I take this podcast seriously, you know, but also we joke all the time. Yeah. And so I try to catch myself not all right, trying mister, to what be What the hell's in that cup? <laughs> <laughs> this coffee. 
Oh, damn so it. I try not to. Uh, I try not to. I try Black to. Black rifle myself. coffee, actually. Oh, oh yeah, hell sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, Matt, Matt Best is awesome, dude. That guy. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. Those guys are great. But uh, yeah. I try to. I try not to take myself too seriously anymore. However, whenever we don't take him seriously, whenever either. we're talking to talking, yeah, <laughs> whenever we're talking to someone and I'm trying to promote them. I want to get as much promotional video out of it as I can. Yeah. Which yeah. is why, which is why, like, I've kind of been steering close to the books because yeah, I want to get you, I want to get you on the show on different shows because you're in multiple things that we're into. Yes. So this, this time I just want to kind of get into your books and things that way people yeah. can okay. see it and promote it out. You, you could easily sit down at a, in a show with us and talk about what all, all the stuff that we talk about. Oh, I'd, I'd love to. And, yeah, and, we, yeah. and we will work that I, in. I just love to do that. I just, uh, I got to catch myself more. I, yeah. I, I try to take things seriously at first, you know, but honestly, we, we joke around so much. If you've listened to our podcast, you clearly know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so next time we get you on here for sure, it's going to be, it'll probably be a little bit more laid, a little more laid back yes. yeah. and, or, uh, more getting in deep into what you actually yeah. think about certain things and for sure stuff like that. Sure. So, but uh, I don't know how far we are even in time-wise. Yeah, I've been, been paying attention. Me either. It doesn't either. matter. <laughs> huh? it doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm like, I don't even, that's the best part about it though. Yeah. Is when you're having a conversation and next thing you know, it's like, oh shoot. Yeah, it's really weird. The Zoom thing is uh, new to us. Yes. Uh, we've only done this one other time. Um, yeah. And- we've been trying, <laughs> we've been begging people to get on the show with us, but it's very hard. So whenever you reached out to us, it was like, oh my God, yeah, hell yeah, let's I, let's do I like it. The, yeah. I like the Zoom thing because I can put I can put up my my green screen uh, absolutely whatever image I want in the background. And that works great for us. Yeah, this is not this is not a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, that's I, a, I, I get I gathered that when I saw Jason Voorhees with the, the yes, yeah. yes. I love that. <laughs> Jason's actually holding our black light for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's cool. It's behind the machete. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it works it. pretty cool. Um, <laughs> That's so awesome. I actually, I got this uh, banner off of tpublic.com. Uh, they were running a sale on them, and they were only like 38 bucks. That's and I'm not like, bad. Well, shit, I'm going to order I'd one. I'd like to get that printed as a banner. That would be great. There yeah. you go. Uh, man, if you get on tpublic.com, all you got to do is upload your image. They'll make anything you want. Awesome. Cheap. And it's rather out. cheap. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I bought that banner for 38 bucks That's yeah. and it's like uh 64 by 80. Nice. Uh, you know, it was super cheap and it's really well made. They, they said it was a tapestry, but it's like two layer thick. I mean, it's like a bed sheet. Yeah. Cool. They're pretty cool, man. But, uh, yeah, getting back to the book thing, I kind of want to come on. I want to talk about T public. We can do all that. No, stuff. No. <laughs> we can do all that stuff later. Next time. I promise you next Trying time to get that product placement. Yeah. yeah well, you know, <laughs> you know, but, uh, next time you come on, it'll be a lot funner. I mean, we're having fun now, but we won't be so oriented on, funner. on certain things. <laughs> a lot yeah. more fun. That's the one thing about about being a hillbilly from the Ozarks. We uh, we speak gooder. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. He he's absolutely picking, he's up. trying to horn in. Harley, go go. Oh yeah, let him in. Let him in. <laughs> he's gonna knock the green screen over. Nice, nice. <laughs> he almost did. <laughs> you know, that's one thing we haven't done as a green screen. Yeah, well, we it works probably, really well. We could have fun with that. We could probably pull that off. <laughs> I'll wear green We'd end up time. with some like Pornhub shit on there no. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to let me near a green. You're like, oh, so wait a minute. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. You're not supposed to see that. Oh. We'll just have, have the, uh, the, the T-Rex from Jurassic Park behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, That's it's a good idea. Not good idea. But yeah, definitely, uh, DA, I got to read some, some more of your books, man. That, I am just hooked, dude. Hooked. Well, I'll get you guys some PDFs tonight. I got to learn. Awesome. I really got to learn awesome. to read. Yeah, just send them over to uh, Horror Chronicles Podcast at gmail dot com. Okay, I'll write that down before we're we done. can send. We can yeah. send you. Uh, we can send. Yeah, we'll send you a link. Yeah, we'll send you a link. We'll just send you. Well, a link. I've got Man, we got to get you on the show again and just have a good time, dude. Absolutely, just cut loose. Uh, you know, not put you on the spot like we're doing tonight. Uh, That's put, fine. I'm put you on a spot talking about. You ever seen the ghosts? Yeah, well, I will tell you, we delve deep into things. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll start talking about something, and the next thing you know, I'm ending the show on DMT and what it yeah. means, and <laughs> like uh, people talking to aliens and the and elves, the clockwork elves, and yeah. things like that. Uh, but I'm, no, you, I'm, I'm good. Oh, hey. I'll, go, I'll go right along with it. We need to ask you, though, what's your favorite horror movie? Oh, you're, just one? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that's, hard. That's the we question. Know. That's the question we ask everybody, and that's you know. It's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard. It's yeah, hard to nail just one down. Oh my god. Okay, here. How about this one? How about what originated your love for it? That would be that the original Night Stalker series with Darren McAvin. That's what started me. In that fact, is such uh, a great series. Yeah. Man, if, you know, I, if I had to nail an I'm episode old. down in particular, oh yeah, me too. I'm fifty. I, I'm um, old. Uh, I just turned forty nine. Um. And these two are a lot younger than me, so Three. they don't know the privies of <laughs> 70s horror, yeah. you know? Well, I you grew up in watched... the 70s. I watched Same. a lot of that stuff. Um, Night Stalker was one of my favorite series. Oh, absolutely. That was every Friday night for me. Yes. Well, See? You know, they played the reruns. But if you haven't seen that series, you should really really check it out. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. It, it's, it's not uh, – we're looking, look, looking at 1974-level special effects. There's nothing fantastic about the special effects. But what holds no, up – No, but it was great story, though. Yeah, the writing is what holds up. The writing yeah. holds yes. up well today. Yes. Well, if see, you took any one of those episodes, script for script, the way it was written back then, and shot it today with modern, modern, modern special effects, you'd blow people's minds. Oh, because yeah. Because they didn't rely on, you know, J.J. Abrams' lens flares – Right. Anybody right, else right. with all the explosions or girls in bikinis running in slow motion? Now, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I'm not saying there is. <laughs> so, some of the greats was like the zombie episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, my the vampire the episode. Moss, my yeah, favorite is the I mean, Spanish moss murders. Yeah. Talks about Parmalfay, the, the Spanish moss monster. Right. Well, one, oh, yeah. One that of my favorites stuck with me. One of my favorite movies, horror movies, period, and the one that got me started on horror to begin with came out in the 70s, and that's uh, Phantasm. Oh, that's a great movie. That's, yes, that's absolutely. That whole series is great, and that you know that's what got me into it. My mom loved that movie; she let me watch it. You know, um, and then I went from Phantasm straight to uh, Night of the Demons when I was <laughs> when I was like uh, I don't know five, six. Yeah. I don't know, but then I was just hooked ever since. But um, for me, it was a big classic, and well, you can't see it; the posters behind me, uh, the uh, House on Haunted Hill. Oh, great movie! Vincent Price just. Oh, Vincent Price was the best. Amazing. If amazing. I could, if I could get anybody from history to narrate, oh yeah, be Vincent Price. But a lot of people best. talk about if you could sit on a bench with anybody alive or dead and talk to them for an hour, who would it be? Jim and for me, somebody alive. Vincent Price. 
Vincent Price. I would love to talk to that guy. Vincent Price or H.P. Lovecraft? Yes, yes. Lovecraft would be a very, very weird conversation. <laughs> it would be. It would be. But, yeah, I mean, and that's, stuff, that's something I think we should save for the next time because they're definitely going to get you back on the show. We just want to get you on here tonight, introduce you to our people, and, you know, um, let them see, let them get introduced to your books and hopefully start buying some of your books and things like yeah, that. Yeah, for and then, sure. Um, you can find all of his stuff on Amazon.com. Actually, let's let him yeah. go ahead and give a shout-out to all your socials. Where yeah, do, stuff. do a promo here. Okay. Uh, you can find all of my books, as you were saying. They're available currently in print and in Kindle edition uh, on Amazon.com, where you can find everything else. Uh, everything also uh, directly linked through my website, which is www.daroberts.net. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at D.A. Roberts Author. Uh, on, I'm on Twitter as D.A. Roberts author and on, um, uh, I was confused. I don't Instagram. I was confused. Yeah. Instagram and Snapchat. I, I don't have Snapchat, <laughs> but I yeah. always want to call it Snapchat for some stupid Snapchat. Reason. You see a lot of porn on, but yeah, hey, you, yeah, you know. we, my wife would kill me. So no. Yeah. 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 On Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome, man. I got to tell you what, it's great talking to you. Yeah, you. definitely. I, definitely. I, uh, I don't get excited about books, but I'm pretty excited about the Ragnarok books. I'm going to tell you. That's awesome. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait to hear what you think. I'll get you some PDFs tonight and get you started. That'll be awesome, awesome man. I'm, awesome. I'm excited about that. So we are definitely going to be in touch with you. Definitely going to get you back on the show. I think you did awesome. And um, who knows? We might be able to get you in studio one of these days. Yeah, I, for sure. I would hey, definitely love we, it. Can we get you to do us a favor? Sure. Uh, just, just say, uh, thanks for watching the horror Chronicles podcast and keep it creepy. Absolutely. Thank you all for watching the horror, horror Chronicles podcast and keep it creepy. Perfect. Awesome. Hey, thanks man. Uh, great show. Great interview. And we will be, we will be in touch with you, brother. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Y'all have a great night. You too, man. See ya. See ya. Peace, man.